0: Hello this is Maurice Harker. For almost 20 years we've been building a team of hundreds of clinicians, coaches, mentors and people just like you who have discovered and love to teach life-changing principles. Our coaches have made a special investment to make sure you can hear these messages. You will hear stories of triumph and healing from specialists and people having a real life just like you. We hope to increase your awareness that you're not alone and there are so many others who are enlisted in this work to train and heal the whole family. You will find these principles are an amazing synergy of the most accurate, cutting-edge science with familiar gospel principles. We are passionate eternal warriors, and we hope you will join us.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Like Dragons, Did They Fight? podcast. Today, I'm doing a special episode just highlighting one of our amazing Eternal Warriors coaches, Kelly Webster. I love Kelly. Kelly is my friend. Like we were neighbors. We lived at the same ward boundaries and something I had come to learn about Kelly, well, we had children the same ages. Like our children are kind of in the same season. And so we often bumped into each other in lots of different arenas just because of our kids being similar ages. But When I learned these eternal warrior principles through life-changing services, and many of you know who've been listening to this, that the way that I was led to life-changing services was, I had a hurting son who needed some support. And we found the Sons of healing program. And it was such a blessing, not only for my son, but became such a life-changing experience for me to learn these eternal or principles and how to apply them. And then I got really excited and passionate about teaching them. And I started teaching them out of our Farmington office at Life Changing Services for, oh, well, I don't know, a handful of years. There in Farmington, I taught out of the water and recreation building in Farmington, as well as the life-changing services office that we used to be at. And then I had this impression, you need to teach this here in your neighborhood to people who are interested. It's really important that you do that. So just have a class in your house. And I felt kind of vulnerable teaching the class right in my neighborhood because I, I just thought, these are people I go to church with. They'll think I'm kind of Funny, I don't know what will they think of this class I'm teaching. But then I just thought, no, I'm going to follow this feeling, and I just knew that Kelly was a seeker. She was always learning, and wanting to learn things, and so she was one of the friends and neighbors that I reached out to, invited to come to my first ever class in my home. And so I'm going to turn the table with Kelly right now, just for her to introduce herself and tell you a little bit more about her. But first, Kelly, yeah, you weren't led to life changing services because. Um, a loved one who needed support or you needing some healing resources from one of the programs.
2: No, but I did need all of the principles that I learned at life changing <laughs> services, which is why the Lord directed you to invite me there. It's, it's, Amazing how the Lord can take something that seems so scary to you to invite us in, and but was so life changing and so helpful to me. I'm I am not an intimidating person, so I don't know why Kim would feel like we were. <laughs> she would be afraid to have us because all of our class were members of the ward pretty much, and we just really had an amazing. Experience learning these things and applying these things, and and they have it right. At life changing services. It these principles are life changing, and they're something that every person, whether they have someone who has an addiction or needs support in other ways that the life changing services offers, they are for every person to be able to use and apply in their lives. And I'm so grateful that Karen invited me because I never would have sought that specific avenue to help me in my issues with my life. So it was an inspired thing that Karen invited me. And because of the life-changing principles that I've applied into my life and learned from her, I have become very, I don't know what the word is. I want to say adamant, but it's a stronger word than that. Passionate. Passionate, yes. Very passionate about sharing these things with everybody. You have to come. I don't care if the only problem that you have is you don't know how to tie your shoes yet. You have to come and learn these things because we are in a battle and Satan's so good at Making this feel like I'm not really real. You don't really have to worry about me. Yeah, you know I'm in the background. But I learned here how much in my life and in my face he was and the bullying he'd been doing for years and years and years in my mind. I no longer put up with any of that. I I am no longer a victim of bullying by the adversary. I am the crusher. I claim that title and I live it every day. I, I every day become the crusher as I start my morning. Don't do not put up with any of that anymore. And I'm so grateful for that and just want to help everyone else be empowered. Everyone can use these tools that we have here and i just want to start out with that that it doesn't have to be you know i'm i need support or i i have a problem although it really did help me with a problem that i didn't understand was a true addiction until i went through this course but wow yeah
1: good i love that you have this declaration that identifies you it meant so much to me as well but you kind of taken it on as a personal mantra of i am the crusher i'm like that i've always thought i'm so endearing that she does that (laughs) i just think and that comes from that you know what we learn in the scriptures and is that you know that heavenly father gives us the power to crush his head right Mm -hmm. and so I love that. So I know that's one of you know, the mantras and something that identifies you that you identify with. And tell us a little bit more about oh, what else would you want the listeners to identify with as far who are you? What do you work like to do? Tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, where you're from and what you like to do. Yeah. Like things that would help Us know so who is Kelly and what is she what's what makes her relatable to me well I grew up in a family of six
2: sisters which have been my team I have been very blessed to to come to earth and be put in a team where I learned and grew and loved we've been able to overcome so much as a family, we've had a lot of adversity, um, but we've been able to navigate that well. And I know that a lot of the principles that I learned early with Karen really helped us when we had the hardest things navigating through our parents' deaths. And we've had a couple of major deaths of young people in our family where we've been able to navigate knowing how we all become susceptible to the satanic spin knowing how we all become susceptible susceptible to our raw emotion and how that can escalate and cause feelings that become way too big to handle we were able to navigate all of that much better because we've had these principles taught during my training. I, I used my sisters since I had a whole class I could teach as my first class were my sisters where I could teach them these principles, so it it's been very beneficial to my extended family, to my sisters and and to my children to to know about those things
1: so yes, mm-hmm. I also I was just go say, ahead, Karen. I was just gonna say, and you listeners, there's just something fun, you know there's seven. Sisters, including Kelly. And it's just fun to know how much someone would have learned because Kelly's right in the middle of those sisters. So there's three older and three younger. So just your perspective on, you know, where you were placed and what kind of insight and knowledge you would gain from being right in the middle of those six amazing women. Fun,
2: just fun. It is fun. It is fun. And I will just say this. We talk about the importance of a team, and I belong to a team at Life Changing Services. And I'm so grateful for that team. But I also am grateful for the team. Just want to express that again grateful for the team that the Lord sent me down to earth to be with me for eternity. Sorry, they're very, very special women, and I do love them. So, okay. So, I have another team. I have an amazing husband who had a massive stroke in 2010, which started me down this path that has been so healing. It was shortly after that that Karen invited me into her home. And it was those feelings and those horrible thoughts that kept coming into my mind that the adversary was placing that helped me recognize that. The truths Karen taught me about the um, satanic influence on my thoughts, I knew that I wasn't that type of person that would think those horrible things and the things that I would think would be life would have been so much easier if he would have just died. Those kind of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Or I hate this. I hate being married to him. I hate this. Struggle that the Lord's asked me to have, you know. I life was just bitter and ugly, and when I, and it was more because I felt guilty about having the thoughts, not because of what I was required to do to help my husband, mm-hmm. but because of the thoughts, I felt such guilt and such shame over those thoughts mm-hmm. that um, it truly changed my life, understanding. That these thoughts were not mine. I don't have to keep them. I don't have to own them. And I can get rid of the people who are telling me that. I can weed out those lies and turn truth back into my beautiful garden instead of those horrible weeds that were getting planted there. So life has been very, very different since I've learned that truth. And it is, again, one of the reasons I'm so passionate to teach them to others. So I have my husband who we've been married now for 42 years and in the whole, I cannot even tell you how grateful I am for him and for his example to me of perseverance and enduring to the end because his life is very difficult and he always has a smile and is always cheerful. And even when he's not cheerful, it doesn't stay there very long. So I'm grateful for his example. I have three children. I have a son who's turning 40, which makes me feel very old (laughs) because I still feel young. I love all the things that young people do. And he's turning 40. So that must mean I got to not be 20 like I think I am some days. But I have a son who's 40 and he has four children. They are the love of my life. My favorite activity when we're talking about activities that we like to do is to go to the water slides and take my little ones down the water slide it was very sad to me because this year my youngest granddaughter in his family got to be too tall they don't let Grammy hold her anymore she's too big she has to go down slides by herself so that was a very sad day for me (laughs) I love it I love hearing him scream I love I love, love, love going down the water slides with the grandkids. But anyway, they're getting too old. So I also have a daughter who is 36. She just had a birthday and she has a little daughter that she's adopted her husband and her went through a lot of adversity in trying to get that little one adopted and so grateful for these principles that I could help her so that when she would start in a spin, we could help really quickly get back to faith and not go down that rabbit hole of woe is me, everything's too hard and why isn't the Lord blessing me with children? It's it was a great, great asset. And I'm so grateful to her for her willingness to allow me to teach her these principles. You know, she was out of the home by the time I learned them. And so the fact that she was willing to to let me help her navigate that very difficult eight years of infertility and realizing and recognizing when the spirit said it's time to adopt that that she was able to do that in a much better um, place than it would have been otherwise, I think. So she lives in Texas. And then I have my youngest son, Brett, is just turning 30. He was born on my 30th birthday. So that tells you I'm turning 60, he's turning 30. (laughs) And he lives in Idaho, he and his wife. And they are also having a difficulty with infertility, but he is also very receptive to the things that I've learned at Life Changing Services and has been able to apply the principles well. And so just so grateful at the rippling effect that my education with these principles have been able to go through and bless the lives of my family and friends as well. So that's, that's a little bit about me. I, I think if, if you could yeah wrap me up in a nutshell, it would be that I love the youth. I think I'm one of them. I want to still be one of them. <laughs> and I love to play. I absolutely love to play. And so that's, that would be who I am love to teach love to learn
1: and love to play that's awesome so good and you know one of the things that kelly was really good at that i was so grateful to have built a closer relationship with her as she came and i mentored her with these in these eternal warrior principles Was I got to know her a little better, and I'd always known that, Kelly, you were involved in scouting, and that that was something that you were really enjoyed, and I know that your influence, you and your husband both did scouting, but I would say you were a little more into that stuff, I don't know, than your husband, but both of you were, and you were always with the Cub Scout, right? cub scout weevil actually i did
2: i did 11 year old scouts for six years i only did cub scouts for two years
1: okay. so it was mostly 11 year olds that i did that i worked yeah. with so anyway one of my sons who's just so powerful and awesome i know he really appreciated when he was under your tutelage as a scout leader and then as he got older And it was, you know, we were thinking Eagle Scout. There's only this much farther to go to get your Eagle Scout. One of the the characteristics he has is being a, a chooser. Very independent and really dynamic in the way that he thinks and does things. And he, yeah, he's very productive and awesome. But as soon as he feels like I have to do something a certain way, or things are expected of me that make no sense, you know? And he had some super manly scout leaders, like really manly, that were like, you have to do it this way, or you just don't fit in. And he had his own way of doing things. And so his desire to get in his ego or to keep continuing with scouting just was waning. And whenever I would encourage, that whole process, I would say, hey, you know, why don't we, how about this and how about we work on that and just going to scouts and being with those super manly scout leaders who had these expectations that only fit a certain style of scout really didn't sit well with him. And then also just, he just kind of felt like, you know, I'm not interested. And then I just had this thought one day, what? Kelly could totally mentor my son in getting an Eagle Scout. And anyway, I just remember thinking that was such a gift in my life, Kelly, that you were available and willing to to just allow me to literally hire you. Not that you even wanted me to hire you and you were against it from the get-go, but I was like, oh no, this is a fortune to me. It will actually in my relationship with my son. If we can separate this difficult thing and put it somewhere where it's just like, no, it's just between you and Kelly, and you go decide if that's something you want to do. And it was so awesome too, because I knew not only will Kelly mentor him toward getting his ego and help him to see it's something that is valuable that you get to choose because you want it, not because somebody's forcing you to, but I also knew that you were brilliant at empowering him to see who he really was, that you would be brilliant empowering him to be responsible and really own the kind of character he wanted. And anyway, it just turned out that when he did get his eagle, you know, I get to pick some something like someone who mentored you in scouting that was so cool to me that you know without any prompting it's like obviously it's gonna be mike and kelly <laughs> so.
2: that it he was so much fun and i really loved that i love doing one-on-ones and i love group i like group dynamic as well but I really love when you, when you do the one-on-one and you can see the lights go off in their eyes when they get understanding about what you're doing and why it's important. And it it's fun. I, it's a, it's a little sore spot in my heart that scouting is no longer part of the church, but um, it will always be a part of my life. I love, I love what I do, but anyway, yeah, yeah, it's, that's, that's who I am. Yeah, I love the youth and I love to play and scouting allowed me that ability to teach in a form of play. I always played with the purpose. I didn't do anything and I still don't. I always teach that way. I try very hard to give someone an experience that's fun that we can relate a gospel principle to so that it, yeah, they can experience it and then they'll know. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I was super excited that I got to be a part of the family manual that I got to help write that that I could share fun ways that I've t- taught youth the principles in a fun way. So that was that was really fun.
1: Yeah, that was that was when they were starting to put that together. I was like, oh wait, I know someone who will totally be genius at connecting these interoire principles. Or families, like how would you teach a family this and coming up with the creative side of what that might look like to make that more interesting and fun for children to learn. So yeah, that was really an asset being helped with that. You also have written two children's books that we sell in our life changing services store and tell us uh, about the the titles of those and quickly why you decide you write writing them. I wrote these books at
2: two o'clock in the morning. I wrote one book. It was for my grandkids. I was in the middle of my very first class with Karen when we were just learning all of these things and two o'clock in the morning, I woke up and all of these words just kept coming into my mind. Just so I just started writing them. I wrote the whole thing in less than half an hour. And and, and if anybody knows or has tried to write poetry, it doesn't usually come that easily or that quickly. You have to work it and work it. But I knew, I absolutely knew um, that it was from the Lord. And I wrote it, not as Rebecca's trick, I wrote it as my granddaughter's name's. There's two names that are in the book, but I wrote them as my granddaughter's names and and I wrote them. I wrote it thinking when I was doing this for them, I had spent the majority of my childhood being beat up by the adversary and having a self-esteem that was so low that I actually hated myself. I was very self-loathing because I didn't understand that what I heard in my head. Was always from Heavenly Father, and it was definitely not coming from me, but I thought it was coming from me. And I do not want children to go through their lives not understanding that very, very vital principle. And so I was so grateful that I had that, and I was so excited. And you'll remember this, Karen, so excited to come to class because it was that morning that we were meeting to say, Hey, look what I wrote. And, um, you know, th- I wrote this for my grandkids and uh, and hopefully they'll understand. And I wrote it in a very Dr. Seuss type meter, you know, just the way that kids would be able to connect, connect it with the rhymes and the, the beats of the poetry. But anyway, and your guys are like, you got to make this into a book. <laughs> got to make this into a book and I'm like uh, and and I was tell you I still hadn't gotten that self-confidence that I have now and now I have no fear about any of that stuff but then was that was well I can't make a book out of this I can't do that and but through finishing the class and and starting to do the things that I was taught my confidence got bigger and I hired a professional artist and we sat down and we looked at it and she did not get my vision at all. She did not understand at all that this was a kid's book and that it needed to be in a way that kids would relate to it. And so I was expressing this frustration to Karen one day and she said, Hmm, I don't have a daughter-in-law who might be able to help you. And so when Melanie and I got together, it was amazing because everything that I tried to help her, this is my vision. She totally got the vision. I didn't have to do anything other than ask her one thing I had to, she had made the dot people the same size as the kids. And I said, no, you need to diminish them because they've got to be able to be crushed. They got to be so small that the kids can crush them. And so that's the only thing we had to change so basically she didn't have to change the artwork at all she just had to shrink it down the the two minions that were the dot people yeah that were in the on that one page and everything else was absolutely and then Karen says to me Kelly we got to have this not just for girls we got to have one for boys okay <laughs> you're really going to make me grow aren't you Anyway, but that was again, the same thing I thought, well, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. So I really just tweaked just a few little things and the Lord just really held my hand through it. And I mean, just very few things had to be tweaked to turn it from Rebecca's trick to Alexander's trick. And again, same thing for Melanie. She's like, well, I don't have to reinvent the wheel either. So she just only had a few illustrations. And so we were able to get that one done really quickly compared to the first one. The first one, it took us a few getting togethers and figuring out, well, where can we get this put together? And where's the publishing company? All of that. But so the second one was much easier to do than the first. But it's it's been a blessing in my life every time I have a ministering family where they're having struggles with self-esteem and and those kind of things i feel so blessed to be able to pull out one of my books and and say here i i would really love for you to give this to your child and that's happened on more than one occasion where i I've, I've been able to just have it right there handy to teach a principle in a way that kids will understand and parents can appreciate. And that was a gift because I can definitely tell you that I have not written another, anything, poetry wise, like that one came. So it was, that was Heavenly Father's gift to all of us. And I just got to be the instrument and I'll say that over and over again. I was just the instrument that one came from him. So
1: yeah so special yeah so check those out in our store at Um, at the top of the page you'll see the store and and it's alexander's trick and rebecca's trick so good so kelly you mentioned a little earlier how the name of this company is is a good name like because these things are life-changing what besides just you'd mentioned the how life-changing it was for you to really learn to get to know who you really were once you could identify not every voice in my hand is a trusted voice that you could really then start connecting with well you know who i really am you know what i really might be capable of like those kinds of things awaken but what, what's another thing that you had mentioned that has changed in your as you applied these eternal warriors principles or coached with them and taught them? Well, it dawned on me
2: as we were nearing the end of our class, Karen, the very first class, that these principles were being taught to the young men and those with addictions. And it took me going through the, the mentor training. before I actually grasped onto the fact that I always knew I had a weight problem. (laughs) I've I've struggled with obesity all my life, but it didn't dawn on me. I mean, it didn't really connect with me that I could use these principles to help me with uh, food addiction because I've always really tried hard. I always tried hard, tried, 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 tried. Yeah, But it didn't, it didn't connect that these physical things that we teach about this um, chemical spill, these emotions, this ability of the adversary to play on that is when I would misbehave so badly with food and that I can apply these principles and other, other principles that I've learned throughout my life in combination with the life-changing principle, all of those things came together for me and I was able to apply those to my own addiction first recognizing yes I have an addiction and yes the the adversary plays a huge role in that addiction and and so for me I feel like being able to know the things that we've learned from life-changing principles and applying them into my life and and I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat this You have to be consistent and you have to be diligent. There's a reason the Lord says that a lot in the scriptures. But I had a 50 year addiction. I know I did. I mean, this started, this food addiction started when I was a little little child. But I have been two and a half, maybe three years without uh, a week in life changing service. We call this a lost battle but I think it's been about three years since I've had a lost battle. And I will tell you the last two years, it's been easy. It's been easy. It's been like a fly sweater rather than yielding a a big, huge sword. I haven't had to fight nearly as hard to keep myself from having a lost battle. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, I never thought in my life I would um, be able to say. So I'm grateful beyond measure that the shame and the guilt and the awful self loathing that was part of my life, pre life changing services is no longer a part of my life. And the blessing that I've been seeking forever with my being able to feel like I'm in control, those things has come to me and it's because of the things that we teach here. And, and I just want to share that with everybody. Everybody has something that the adversary gets them with. and Everybody could use it and, and learn from it and be freed from it. Wow.
1: That's so, that's so special. That's really powerful. So Kelly, I know how to tell people how to find you. Like if you go to services.org and go to the training tab, and then you uh, click on the coaches, you can find Kelly Webster there and see her bio as well as a way to contact. Yeah. Kelly, in closing, I would just love for you to share with everybody. Why? Yeah why you wanted to to be an eternal warrior's mentor why coaching and helping was important to you and what they might notice coaching with i get a
2: mushroom here. i cannot i feel like i feel like ammon and and the the sons of messiah you know and alma i can't bear the thought of people going through their lives not having this tool, these tools that we teach. I can't bear the thought of a child going through that bullying that I felt like I went through. I can't not say there's a better way. There's a better way and and there's understanding that we can apply that can make your life, even though it's very difficult, Not gonna sugarcoat that either. I live in a mess. Mm -hmm. My husband is difficult. His challenges are very difficult. And I've been through a lot of adversity, but the hardest adversity I've gone through happened before I knew about these principles. And it was the bullying that I was receiving from the adversary. Knowing who I am, knowing how to battle. The adversary in staying in my truth has enabled me and empowered me to get through some amazing challenges that we've had to go through and do it and still find joy. I have joy in my life. I can testify to that. I have joy in my life. And it's because of the Savior and it's because of my Heavenly Father inspiring a good friend. And to invite me. And I want to be that good friend for others. I want to be someone who can share. There's a better way. And there's a a way that you can have joy and feel that rejoicing, even in a mess. You can feel it, it can be yours. You can be
1: the crusher. (laughs) Oh, Kelly, yours a lot. Yes. I'm so grateful to know you so thankful for your influence and very just feel so oh. grateful to for your generosity of spirit and so much validation of, you know, our friendship and our experience together in learning these principles. But I hope you as the listeners out there can hear and in kelly's words you can just hear why she fights and why she doesn't give up you can hear why she why she cares so deeply about protecting and defending herself and her own divine identity and why that's so important for her to do the same for for you and those that you love so i would just invite you to to yeah i hope that you can just hear that invitation that is it kind of sounds like don't just sit there, run. Don't walk, run. <laughs> right, <laughs> we're yeah. worth it. You're worth it. So. You are worth it. Yes, that's such a good message that to know that. Often we just think, run. It's okay. I'm okay. Well, these people that around me that really need help, we're gonna get them some help. But isn't it incredible what changes when? we can change it changes the way that we can influence and affect so many of the people that we love that we wish we could influence more just because we have this information It's so great yeah thanks kelly Thank thank you
0: thank you for listening As you can see, we are very enlisted in what we have learned and hope to teach. If you have found today's message inspiring, please share this podcast with family and friends so others can enjoy and be edified along with us. Be sure to download the free book that holds all the core principles behind what we teach. This book is called Like Dragons Did They Fight? You will find a link for that free download at LikeDragonsFree. And remember, you can find all the life-changing resources, programs, and trainings needed for you and your family at lifechangingservices.org.